everyone. Welcome to the Catalyst Program Boots to the Boardroom podcast. This is your host, Blake Miles, with host Jacob Eccles and our guest, William Larimer. Uh, we brought Will on because he was a previous Catalyst Program graduate, and he's uh, got some some background to tell us, and he's going to let us know all about himself. So, uh, Jacob, how you doing today? Oh, doing all right. Glad to have Will here. He and I were graduates of the same cohort back last August, so it's good to talk to him again and catch up here in like the seven months or so since we last really had a chance to talk, so I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Blake. You know, glad to, glad to see and talk to Jake again, and uh, just glad to be here and uh, talking about the Catalyst, talking about everything good. Excellent. Excellent. So for those of you who don't know what the Catalyst program is, we're a uh, a veteran transition program designed to help veterans understand their why about what they went into the military for and then translate that into something that is valuable in the civilian world. So finding that why is uh, going to be important for making a successful transition. I think a lot of us that have been through the military and transition out understand the challenges that come from that. So, Will, let's get started with you. Like, what? Explain your background how how you uh you know found yourself in the military and how you, how you ended up here all right perfect well uh give myself a little bit of the background uh born and raised here in columbus ohio i attended college and had uh thought about pursuing the officer path directly out of college uh to get my commission uh the wait for that ended up being two years uh, so in the interim, after I graduated college, I moved to Chicago, uh, lived out there for about a year. After uh, playing the waiting game and trying to be patient, I finally talked to the OSO they had there, and he advised me that enlisting might be the quickest path. So I moved back from Chicago, back home to spend time with my family, uh, signed enlistment documents, and entered the Marine Corps. Uh, back in 2014, uh, was in the Marines active duty for six years. Uh, chose the military poli- police route. Uh, started off in North Carolina, uh, doing base PMO for Cherry Point, uh, the air station down there, which is just off the coast. And if anybody's ever been down in the Outer Banks area, it's probably about an hour from there. Uh, after that, uh, spent about two years. Uh, down there and uh, applied to work for the executive flight detachment uh, which is based in uh, the eastern seaboard and was able to successfully uh, gain acceptance to that where I was a member of the security department working uh, the protection for the helicopters uh, for the presidential support Uh, did that for the remainder of my enlistment got out in early of uh, early February of 2020, so just uh, last year, and started pursuing kind of a career that I wanted to do, uh, which was federal law enforcement. So started the application process uh, back in probably March of 2019. Started working on that while I was getting ready to get out. Uh, transitioned out of the Marines. My wife and I, we moved back here to Columbus. 
and uh, I got in contact with the one of the uh, the VSOs here. Um, Ooh, real quick, what's a what's a VSO for for those of us? Oh, the Veteran Service Organizations. So I was able to uh, link up with uh, the Marine for Life representative, uh, Mr. Crookham, who knew a gentleman named Daniel Hance, who had a program called The Catalyst. Oh, yeah, we know Dan. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Anyways, um, you know, got a chance to talk with Dan and uh, decided to pursue the Catalyst program. And, uh, you know, while I'm waiting for the process to finish up with my federal law enforcement, you know, I want to do some schoolwork and everything, trying to find... Um, you know, kind of that, that clear path forward. Yeah. And he was able to, to help me with that. So, back, backing up, like, what was, um, what was the big drive? Like, if you were to go back in time and ask yourself before you enlisted, what was, what do you think was the, the big pull for you? Your why, I guess we could say. Well, I would, I would say that the big pull is, uh, on my dad's side of the family, uh, all the males have been in the military and going that's going back all the way to the civil war mm. uh i pulled the the genealogy records and did the research and everything um and surprisingly they were all officers so i was the first enlisted uh male on my dad's side of the family but i always kind of felt like a strong pull uh, my dad was a marine corps officer uh back in the early 1970s uh, my grandfather was an army officer uh, back in World War II, and uh, you know, my uncle was a flight surgeon in the Navy, so I have a pretty healthy association with the military, and uh, I've always had the personal belief that if you're able-bodied enough to to do it, you should. Uh, but you know, that's just my personal opinion. But you know, that's kind of my why. I wanted to, you know, I felt compelled. To uh, to do my duty and to uh, to serve. That, that was I remember uh, while I was recruiting for a while. That was something that always seemed to be uh, a common thread for anyone that had either one or more family members with a military background. There's that. There's definitely that lineage pull. So I can understand that for sure. Mm-hmm. So did uh. So once you, I know for a lot of people, once they go in. <laughs> The, the reasons kind of change and shift a bit. What was it like after you joined the Marines and been in for you know more than a few days? Did it did it change at all, or did it get stronger? How'd that go? Well, you know, I I let I met a a lot of good people when I was in. Uh, you know, I still keep in contact with a good majority of the guys uh, that I served with. Uh, one of them is actually my best man at my wedding. Uh, my wife and I are doing a vow renewal. Uh, kind of by church ceremony here in about a year, and he's actually going to be my best man. Um, and this is a guy I haven't seen uh, since the whole, you know, COVID-19 pandemic, you know, stuff mm-hmm. started. You know, but he still agreed, you know, to to participate, which I thought was great. You know, and I I still keep in contact with uh, with a good number of the guys that I was in with, and it's just it's a it's a good strong, you know, good strong network, and it just. It's a it's a nice feeling to know that you know once you kind of take off the uniform, there's still people there that you know 
talk to you and, and try and stay in contact with you. You know, it's 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 always a good feeling. That no, yeah, that network is crucial for a lot of people, and I I know for some people, especially myself, you know, once I got out, it was uh, I kind of I kind of shut off that uh, I kind of shied away from it. I don't know how that worked, but it took me a while to realize oh yeah i have i have a network that i can use and you know build <laughs> keep maintain these relationships with but yeah. so oh good oh no i was, I was going to say like you know a good example of that too is you know there was a guy that he had he had left the marines about a year prior to me and i you know i i he kind of fell off my radar for a little bit but he reached out to me about a week after i got out and he said hey how are you doing with the whole process and i was like who is this you know and he's like, oh, hey, it's Levi. And I was like, oh, you know, and we got to talking for a little bit and catching up. But, you know, it's the fact that, you know, somebody you may not, you know, keep in contact the most with, they still reach out to you because they kind of, you know, they kind of track you and just kind of want to make sure you're doing all right. That's always good. Get, mm-hmm. get a phone call like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so once you um, went through the Marine Corps process and what was the – how was your transition like immediately following getting out? What was that? What was that process like? Uh, well, my transition uh, was interesting to say the least. Uh, my wife was finishing up one of her last semesters in college, and you know I do have to give her a lion's share of the credit. You know she definitely helped prepare me. You know outside of you know the the, the readiness seminars, you know they make you go through on your way out the door in the military, but my wife definitely, you know, kind of helped me stay on the ball with everything, you know, and kind of helped shape me for that. But, uh, I got out of the Marines, uh, February 13th. We moved back to Ohio February 14th. And since my wife was still in school, you know, and the bills don't stop, I started my first day on my new job, uh, February 18th. Nice. So that was interesting. Um, (laughs) You know, I went and honestly, you know, it was it was a bit rough uh, going from, you know, being in the Marines, doing, you know, a high visibility job to, you know, my first job out of the service was uh, security in a warehouse for Abercrombie and Fitch. Ah. So that was kind of a, a, you know, culture shock. That was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I was lucky that my supervisor was a former Marine. Uh, he was infantry, so it was, it was interesting to, to just to see that because I hadn't been around infantry guys in a while. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, honestly doing, you know, kind of going from the dynamics of military to being surrounded by people that, you know, perhaps either hadn't served or, you know, had served a while ago. But, I mean, just just the difference um, was it, it, it took me a while to uh, kind of wrap my head around that. Did you try to establish some ECPs and make sure everyone checked their ID coming in and out? Were you a little, little hardcore on them? <laughs> well, it was kind of embarrassing. Uh, one of the interviews I when I had with them before I got hired on, I was under the assumption that it was armed security, so I asked them what the qualifications were, you know, for weapons qualifications course, and they said, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, this isn't armed? They're like, no, you're in a warehouse. Calm down. So. <laughs> well, you still got the yeah. job, so you pulled the, the rabbit out of the hat, right? You, you turned yeah. it around, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I was I was lucky enough to to do that, you know. And uh, I mean, I, I gotta count my blessings because, 
you know, I'm, I'm still luckily employed. I'm no longer with, with that organization. Uh, but, you know, just to have a job and be able to produce some income during a pandemic, I mean, I'm sure for a lot of the guys leaving the service within the past year, you know, it's probably been, you know, if they, if they don't use their GI Bill and go to college or try and do something, you know, they have to find employment, it's, it's tough, you know, but it's, it's all about positioning yourself. Um, doing something like the Catalyst definitely would help you. Uh, you know, but, but for me, just getting out, it was, it was, it was a process, but it was, it was interesting to say the least. That, uh, when you first said you got out and how many days was it before you got the, the job after you got out? Well, I had, I had, I had gotten the job. Uh, I had secured the job prior about, honestly, about three weeks before I left. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'd already signed the lease for the apartment, um, kind of did a little bit backwards, <laughs> um, but, you know, had to, you know, kind of reestablish somewhere. And my wife and I, we, ch- we chose the Columbus area because that's where we're both from. Um, you know, and we, we knew something was going to work out. We had, you know, a little bit of blind faith in the whole process. Um, but I was, you know, able to secure the job and I'm just, I'm a workhorse by nature. So I go right, you know, it didn't really affect me too terribly much. You know, it was, I would have preferred a little bit more time off, but you know, the bills don't stop. And, you know, I'm not going to ask my wife to drop out of college in her last semester to go to work just so I can have a little bit of a break. You know, it's kind of rude. <laughs> um, so, so did you find that, that job just, well, what was the process you used to find that job? I, uh, for that position, um, I was on Indeed and I was on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, just sending out uh, resumes, you know, tailoring them the best I could. Uh, but I knew, you know, an area that I wanted to be in, and I knew, you know, it may, it may not be, you know, the the 20-year career position, you know, because statistics show that, you know, a good amount of veterans leave their first position a year after they get out just simply because it's not a good fit. Yeah. Um, you know, which is very unfortunate to hear, you know, because stability is, you know, paramount for everything. Um, but uh, I found the position, uh, I think, on Indeed – applied for it um, and then just got lucky enough that they picked me up uh, when they did so that way I knew when I was leaving I knew I was going to be you know having a start date uh, when I did yeah that's a, that's a much better feeling than uh, <laughs> dri- drifting off into the into the darkness not knowing where you're gonna land so <laughs> yeah. did um so that going through the indeed process like did, did you have to do all of the uh, resumes and or not the resumes but the job applications at every different web every different job application that always bothered me the most is every new job you apply to seems like there's you got to go through their proprietary process and fill out all the blocks and send in your resume just for just for fun yeah no I, I did that whole process um, probably from about uh, December 1 until about New Year's I applied to 175 positions. Yep, and that's what it takes. Uh, you know, and I got calls, callbacks on probably about 40 um, positions. But it's just, you know, if, if you look at it from just from the, the numbers perspective, I mean, it's, uh, you know, an, an example of that is uh, there is a position for a grocery uh, warehouse center for like an assistant manager for that. And you would think, 
it's, it was tucked away in a small town. You would think there wouldn't be a lot of people applying for it, uh, but Indeed has this little trick where they show you how many applicants there are. There are 765 applicants for that position, you know, for a town that's 5,000 people. That's wild. You know, I mean, you have no idea where they're coming from. You know, they could be out of state, you know, like, like I was coming from Virginia, you know, or something, but it's just, it's a very, it's a very possibly stressful thing to do and it's just a matter of having to plan things out well in advance you know but yeah and just from talking to you it sounds it sounds like you um you do have that planning part down you're i'm, I'm a bit more wild and chaotic at times i think and that that definitely damaged me in a lot of ways but it, it's from the sounds of it, it sounds like you've got uh you've got the the smooth steady planning part down a lot of that I can, you know, kind of give credit to my wife for because, you know, being being married, you know, it's not just me. I have to, you know, look out for her. I got to look out for her well-being mm -hmm. too. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. You know, you want to provide and, and take care of things. So it's, it kind of gives you a little bit extra vinegar to kind of, you know, or a little bit vigor to kind of take care of it. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to say the least. So let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip ahead to the moment you meet Dan Hance because it seems like all of us have that, all of us, uh, me and Jacob have had that experience, and uh, our co-host who couldn't be with us today, Stacy, she had the, a similar experience of bumping into Dan and finding yourself doing something new. So let, let's skip ahead to that and tell us what that process was like when you first met Dan and got involved with the Catalyst program. Oh, perfect. Uh, well, when I first met Dan. Uh, and to be honest, actually, I haven't met him in 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 person, like face mm -hmm. to face. I've 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 done just entirely Zoom, just being here in Columbus. I mean, it's it's about a three-hour drive over to Indianapolis. But I can't say enough uh, nice things about Dan, honestly. Just to just to get that off, you know, get get, get that out there. I mean, he's you know, from considering the fact he's never actually physically met me, just the level of support and you know, just his networking capabilities is just insane. Um, but uh, meeting him, it's 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 kind of nuts, you know, because I explained to him, you know, what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in federal law enforcement, and he was like, "Well, funny enough, I know somebody who happens to be, you know, in that same vein of what you're trying to do. Let me get you connected." And he was able to connect me with uh, a handful of people in that career field uh, to kind of help give me some guidance, you know, and feedback. Um, which uh, helped me uh, pursue my path uh, for that, um, but it's just, it's just, um, it's. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words, but he's just, he's a very, you know, very down-to-earth guy, but still somebody that just has such deep knowledge across all, all, all career fields. I mean, he could probably find you somebody for like zoology if you wanted to do that, you know, or something he's just he's very very well put together it's just it's crazy all right all right not too not too many compliments for dan here we want him you know be able to fit through the door his head anyway uh for you being as motivated as you are and i can remember that from the time i met you um it's the networking piece of it that that really does matter though right i mean is that no i i, I would say that's a very very strong component of it i mean it's it's a matter of, 
just having that ability to kind of be, you know, face to face or at the very least, um, you know, with this pandemic stuff going on, you know, just communicating, you know, with somebody that, you, you know, you, you wouldn't really think you'd have the ability to prior, but it's just a matter of, you know, it, it, it's almost like any other job, you know, it, everything gets screened. But if you, if, you, you know, if you talk to somebody who's physically a member of, you know, the organization you're trying to get into, I mean, it's, it's, it's imperative. I mean, it, it, it helps, it helps that path. It helps, you know, the whole entire, the whole entire process. Um, I mean, it's, it's a very, it's a very long process to begin with. I mean, I've been working on it now for, I'm at the clock now, <laughs> Lord, over two years, you know, but it's, it's something that if you have strong enough convictions to do, it's, it's, it's well worthwhile. Right, and you know it goes back to, and I'll I'll beat this dead horse every podcast I think, but the importance of networking post military career cannot be understated or even over. I mean, it is it is so important in in meeting uh, people and, and learning how to network, which is something the Catalyst not only gives you you know it opens doors, but we also train to a standard. We also immerse you in a standard to. Uh, understand your personal brand. Uh, Blake spoke to that a little bit about the the why, finding your why. But it, it's then the networking piece of getting you, you know, to that person. It, and it may be as simple as you emailed somebody, and from that email, there you go. I mean, the MBA process that I'm attending, you know, at, at Purdue, almost exactly the same thing. Dan sent me an email. Do you want to go to Purdue? Oh, sure, I'll go look at it. You know, two days later, I did that. Three days later, I had interviews. And less than three weeks, I was enrolled. It is amazing how those connections matter and how fast they can develop and change your life. One thing I noticed uh, earlier on, I've met two two people in my life, Dan being one of them. And another person is you talk to them and you start explaining different things like, hey, what are you working on? I'm working on this. And, oh, yeah, I heard about that. And. And in their mind, the analogy I use is they're like an old-time uh, telephone operator. The you know with the sitting there with the headphones and all the wire jacks on the wall, and they're like, all right, yeah, let me transfer you over here. Let me transfer you over here. They're uh, they're always thinking about who do I know that could amplify whatever you're working on. And I, apparently, they're called gatekeepers, or that's one term that can be used for them because they're they're the ones that can link you up with people that have access to influence and opportunities and that's I think for me that took the longest time to figure out when I got out is just how important that networking piece was because you get this mindset you know going through the military especially in the special operations universe it's like you know you got to be self-sufficient you got to figure things out on your own and if you can't figure it out then you're the one that screwed up and then sometimes like <laughs> you go ask for help and things work out better but it's just not something that i was accustomed to thinking about um and then i started meeting these people that like dan that are those gatekeepers or the the telephone operators and it's just a matter of finding the right opportunities and getting those doors open and being brave brave enough to go through them anyone out there in sales just 
cringed when you said gatekeeper because <laughs> uh, anyone who's made cold calls knows exactly who those people yeah. are and how fast they'll shut you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to get past the gatekeeper. You got to ignore. You got to you got to remove them from the equation if you want to get to where you're going. Or is our the connection that you made there with federal law enforcement agents uh, in Indianapolis that you know attended our cohort? Could you talk to us a little bit more about um, how they may have you know been a mentor to you and help you guide you on this this clearly difficult path? A lot of people apply a lot. A lot of people are not accepted, but, you know, did it help you in your journey, to, uh, you know, to become a federal law enforcement uh, entity? Uh, yes, I, I would I would say I would say it did. Um, you know, he was he was nice enough uh, to, to reach out to me uh, shortly after the connection was made. You know, once um, you know, he kind of found out I was an applicant, he was able to kind of determine um, just kind of give me, you know, some finer points. But he's like, you know, since you are an active person. You know, I, I'm kind of hamstrung by what I can and can't do. You know, can't really do anything for you, but um, you know, just had a had a nice conversation with him, and just the fact that I was able to to get in contact with him, um, you know, it was nice enough, um, and it gave me the ability to kind of re reassess things. Um, so the end result was I with withdrew my application, was able to 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 reapply based on my current location since I had started the process while I was in Virginia um, and then moving to Ohio kind of gave it a chance to kind of jumpstart everything and kind of get it back into you know knocking things back into alignment so things were able to kind of to flow better um, you know the, the the impediment of moving you know is, is a hurdle that pe some people have to overcome you know when they transition out of the, the service um, you know so just kind of getting it in front of the proper people uh, definitely made it uh, the outcome kind of proceed a little bit uh, better. When you're going through the Catalyst program, was there anything specifically or any uh, tidbits of knowledge that you picked up going through the actual cohort that helped you directly in terms of getting getting into the program or getting into the uh, the opportunity you found? Uh, I would say just kind of being amongst uh, you know peers and people that you know at one point might have been you know seven or eight rungs ahead of me on the uh, you know the, the the ladder in terms of like a chain of command and just being able to communicate with them on a on a, on a level balance you know and also mm -hmm. you know the the, the faculty um, you know both Liz and Kirsten um, you know just People, you know, the positions that they had had, you know, in conjunction with being the adjunct faculty, you know, with the catalyst, um, you know, just being able to communicate with a lot of different people, you know, from you know, different levels of power, authority, just the more people you talk to, the more comfortable you become talking to people. So it kind of removes that, you know, that, that mental hurdle of, you know, feeling like you don't really have the ability or the you know the scruples to talk to somebody quite yet but you know just the, the the comfort that you can get from just talking to more and more people kind of you know breaks that 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 barrier down a little bit more you know the, the catalyst gives you the chance to just network and just speak to people that you know before that you would have really no path forward to communicate with because they're just you know people in in, in positions but it's just you know, it's it's just a very strong, worthwhile opportunity to communicate with a whole 
a lot of different people. That that's something that I hadn't really thought about before. Is the you know you go through the military, uh, you spend enough time in there, you start to get indoctrinated as far as like rank structures. You you think in terms of rank and hierarchy, and and you're always wanting to stay within those bounds as best as you can. And then once you get out, that hierarchy kind of goes away. But you know you, you always hear about like the the retired E9 that's still you know living living as the the command sergeant major no matter where they go and they can't break that mental model but I hadn't really thought about the flip side of it of you know the the lower enlisted ranks getting out and still still trying to stay within the bounds of the hierarchy even though they do have those opportunities to talk to a colonel or an E9 as if they're a peer or a near peer because they're in the same sort of environment but that's uh that's that's an interesting um, dynamic that hadn't really occurred to me until you just said that. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. So Jacob, Jacob, what uh, any questions you can think of about that Catalyst program? Because you two went to it together, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So what what was uh, what stood out the most in your mind of going through that cohort together? You guys think? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting that that Will brought up the, that the way he did. I think I was probably one of those people because I'd been out uh, since 2013 that kind of had a, a a decent grasp when considering you know some of the other people were just now transitioning out they were they were fresh if you will so my my resume you know was done my my post military career in logistics was off and running so I was in a different place but I was more than willing to circle back and 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 help and and answer questions and and share my my different resume uh, thoughts and and interview techniques and my pain points and terrible stories and good interviews and bad interviews but that blend of bringing people together whether they were you know like me had been out for what eight years or you know will was just recently out i mean we had another lady who (laughs) uh don she is you know she's retired uh, air force long time ago was coming back to be a cook and uh grower be a vegetable farmer i mean we had this such an array of of dynamic people that brought this plethora of experience while still being veterans so the connection was there and then you had the experiences to go with it so I, it made the class well-rounded it made the conversations interesting hmm. and, that, and that probably gives it the uh it's like a, a polished gem you got a bunch of different facets in the gem that you know brings out more more things that would otherwise not be there well there and right now i'll let We'll definitely talk more to that, but for me, I mean, there were some people that would ask me after class or send me emails asking me about, you know, thoughts about this or should I put this in my resume or, or what, what do you, what do you think about that? And you know, it was a confidence thing, right? As you get out, it's a scary place. The world is different. You're no longer in the military. That that comfortable, if not irritating, and that that thing that you hate to love, love to hate sort of thing, you're still familiar, and now you're you've been you know kicked out. So there were a lot of questions that came to me where people were just like, what do you think? I'm like, I think you have the confidence to do this. Um, you know, that's, that's why you're here and let's, let's help you figure that out. And I still do. I still talk to some of our classmates, still ask me questions occasionally. Very cool. Well, what do you think? What was your uh, take on the, the diversity of the class, diversity of knowledge and background experience and how you, how you meshed into that? Well, it's a good thing you know Jacob brought up Dawn because she was she was a del- she was a delight. I mean, she reminded me of my grandma. But I mean, it's you know I'm I'm 31. You know, I got out as an E5. You know, and 
I'd been out for probably about four months when I started the process. And then you got, you know, someone like, you know, Jacob who's been out for, you know, a couple of years. And then you have people that are out for, you know, 15, 20 odd plus years and just want the opportunity to kind of, you know, to participate in this. And it's just, it's just fascinating to see all these people from, you know, different, you know, different, different sections of the U.S., you know, different backgrounds, different everything. You know, we had Marines, Air Force, you know, Army, um, you know, people from living out in California, you know, to people down in Tampa, you know, like Keith. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it opens your eyes to, you know, something where you, you may not have had any knowledge of a certain area or a certain specialty or, or anything really and it's just it gives you a uh, just a brand new perspective on things really funny story about keith well i think you'll like this he's no longer in florida we actually helped assisted him in getting a, a different job career and he actually moved up uh, detroit areas loving life up there has been there for several months with his new career Oh, he's probably just enjoying the fact that he got a chance to see snow for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I don't think he was that thrilled about the snow. He he definitely didn't have the right winter clothes. He talks to me. I talk to him almost daily. But yeah, he he couldn't be happier with that change, that change and that transition. You know, for him, he he welcomed it. And for all those out there, Keith was another member in our class, an Army uh, captain actually. So a completely different world. Um, moved across the u.s from florida up to michigan uh with you know and we helped him do that and he's enjoying it i mean he really is we'll have him on the show i think eventually if we can get if he can get time they're working him hard though (laughs) will what's your what's next on your plate i know you got the um you know the federal law enforcement process you're going through but is there anything and this kind of hit my mind too going through the class you get exposure to a lot of different industries a lot of different areas was there something that you saw that you thought to yourself like either that sounds like a fun hobby or a fun thing to get into or was the the federal law enforcement kind of the the strong the strong drive that blinded everything else well honestly i I think um a large component of it was was that you know just the ability uh you know, to kind of get into that, but uh, another strong factor for for me personally was just the chance to kind of go back to school. You know, I, I got my bachelor's back in 2012, and I'd always toyed around with the idea of, you know, pursuing higher education. You know, I kept talking about it and talking about it, and my wife, you know, eventually she's like, well, are you going to do it or not? You know, so, um, you know, the, the, the program, you know, the Catalyst, you know, it gives you the chance to kind of dip your toe in the in the pool so to speak you know whether it's your undergrad degree or or a graduate program and uh you know kind of getting getting immersed into that gives me gave me the confidence to apply for uh graduate school you know and while I started off pursuing my MBA I'm actually uh transferring to Indiana Wesleyan uh which is another school that uh you know Dan had told me about and I'm pursuing their masters in public administration uh, once I am fully settled after my new job begins, Excellent. so I'll be uh, I'll be pursuing that. And it, you know, if it wasn't for the catalyst, I don't think I'd have the confidence to apply for graduate school. Excellent. So yeah, 
I, I, real quick, IWU is actually one of our academic partners. Uh, we're doing several classes at the end of the year with them through our cohorts, and we actually have one starting tomorrow. But if anyone's interested out there, of course, our website, uh, please head over there. There's an apply for an application if you'd like to, you know, pursue that academic career, because we can definitely get you in our upcoming co cohorts. Or even even if you're you know someone that uh, might be interested in this, you know, I know there's a lot of family members out there that know a veteran that's like they're just drifting along and they're not doing much so th this is one of those opportunities that if uh could be one of those r good opportunities right chances to get in front of someone's face that might get them the the boost that they need to get back in a game <laughs> if they're not in any game at all so and uh so will what um what are you most looking forward to about your because you had your why that was related to your family but it, how, how do you see your why translating into the, uh, the path you're on right now? Uh, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good question. Um, you know, just having, like, just having the confidence to pursue this career, being able to kind of feel like I'm on firm footing to know that I can do, you know, a position for 15, 20 years, hopefully retire, you know, but just kind of getting stabilized you know, I it was a you know rocky start, you know post transition, but I definitely feel like I'm on a lot more firm footing, um, you know, for for my family, you know, and, and the catalyst is is the bedrock of that, you know, wasn't for if it wasn't for the program, you know, who's to say you know how things would kind of to play out, but you know just having that you know stabilizing factor, you know, and my wife encouraging me to to pursue it because. You know, I didn't want to waste anybody's time. You know, my confidence was a little bit shaken when I first got out. You know, but just those those factors combining, you know, and then going through the catalyst and kind of seeing like, hey, I, you know, I have the ability to do it. You just have to 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 apply to kind of to to just begin that process, begin that journey. Always such a nice guy. I, 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 I didn't forget it, but, you know, what a nice, polite gentleman. You're always... <laughs> I think the same thing, too. <laughs> Just so nice, so complimentary. <laughs> we appreciate it, though. We really do. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the stability factor, um, you know, it's something that I, I don't even think I really considered up until... You're throwing out a lot of good things, Will. You're getting me thinking here. That stability thing is something that I never really considered as a uh, it's it wasn't like a, a tangible thing that I considered as do I feel stable right now in my you know where I'm at in life and that and losing that confidence is a big part of losing that stability because I remember the first the first job I had too getting out of the military was I was I was working in a warehouse packing boxes and you know going from leading Iraqi troops talking to them in Arabic without a translator and you know back into that sort of role the confidence is something that definitely gets shaken but I don't think I ever really translated it to the perception of something stable under your feet and that took that takes a long time before if you don't have that stability uh, you just you still have that drifting feeling like I'm not doing either what I'm capable of doing or I'm not doing what I really want to be doing so 
that sounds good. It sounds like you're you're moving in a direction that makes a lot of sense for you and your family. No, oh, and it, it definitely does. I mean, it's just it's a it, it's a good feeling, you know, just to kind of you know wake up in the morning and realize, hey, I'm on this path. And then when you get to the root of it, and you think, you know, if it, if it wasn't for X playing out, Y would never occur. You know, if it wasn't for, you know you know, doing the catalyst, you know, who's to say what the path of my life or the trajectory would, you know, would have taken, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, to say, but I can say with some pretty good confidence that the catalyst helped shape me into the trajectory that I'm on. Awesome. Well, um, so Jake, you got any, uh, any questions you can think of for Will before we start wrapping this up? No, I don't think so. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you again. I'm so happy to hear that um, things are going, you know, according to your plan. And in life is the path that you're on is the one that you want to be on. I mean, that's something that every veteran, I think, especially when they get out, they may struggle with at least to some degree. And that's really why I know that's why I join the catalyst why i continue to, to to do everything i can to to expand it to see you know to capture more veterans out there to 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 help them to help them with this process to help put them on that path that they want to be on you know to get them on that that next level so will you got any final words of wisdom any final observations any anything uh what else you got in the top of your head before we before we close this out honestly i would just say if if anybody who's out there who is listening to this and kind of looking at the program, kind of, you know, hemming and hawing about it, there is no downside to doing it. There, 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 there really isn't. It, it has the strong potential to give you, you know, that, that, that first push to kind of get everything on the, on that path forward. There's, you know, the worst case scenario is, well, I can't even think of anything, and I'm not just being polite. <laughs> I, I, I really can't think of a downside to this. <laughs> you get a chance to network. I mean, you could, you have the opportunity to go to Hotel Tango. I mean, that's a great place. Oh, you know, what's what's Hotel Tango for for everyone? Hotel Tango is a local Indianapolis uh, business uh, run by a, a veteran, actually. Um, he, he and his wife. Um, our cohort got a chance, and uh, Jay can actually attest to this because I think you you actually went to the event, didn't you? Yeah, I was actually in person. Yeah. Uh, Hotel Tango was like a, a blended distillery type thing. They have several locations in the Indianapolis area. Yeah, but it's you know not trying to give that place a shameless plug, but you know they they have I bought some of their uh, whiskey at the my local Kroger's, and I was happy enough to find it. Um, but it's. Uh, Going going back to you know, the whole process it just opens your eyes to a lot of things that you may not think are possible. So what's what's the harm in just opening that unknown door? Well, that was uh, I think that was exactly what we all needed to hear and get out about you know what what we're doing with the Catalyst program and what your experiences was with it. So I appreciate your time on that. It was uh, that was fun. Thank you. I, I appreciate coming on. It's, this has been a blast. It's it's wonderful talking to you guys. We're gonna we'll have to get you back on once you're once you're done uh, going through the the process the the <laughs> jumping through the hoops whatever that looks like for you. We'll have to have you back on and find out what that looks like and how you're doing. Yeah, that that'd be wonderful. I'd be I'd be more than happy to do that. Excellent.
All right, well, that about does it for this episode, everyone. I thank you for joining us. Thank you all, and thank you for coming on our show. We'll really appreciate you. Good talking to you again, man. Oh, thanks, Jake. Thank you both to you and Blake for having me on. I appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about the Catalyst program and possibly attend one of our classes, please visit us at thecatalystprogram.org. Or if you'd like to find out more about possibly being a guest on our show, you can email me at blake.miles at thecatalystprogram.org. Just let me know what you're all about and we'll see what we can do.